Hello and welcome to another podcast of things we got on the radio. Things haven't changed yet. Coming soon. Coming soon. There will be a slightly different way of doing the radio stuff, which means a slight pause in podcasts, and then we'll be back throwing them at you with loads more content in the podcast than you get on the radio. There will be extra reasons to podcast this bad boy up. But anyway, I'll talk more about that when we get nearer the time. Meanwhile, we did a radio show earlier today and included some bits like this. Given that this station's called Time, Time I think I could do something clever. Say it again, Cindy. 107.5 FM. FM. It's not bad, that. It's almost, if I keep working at this, one day I think I could go professional. And, um, well, options. Welcome along, then. It's Time 107.5. The newspapers today aren't that positive, I'm afraid. Front page of the Metro that I picked up on the way in. Rise in shoplifting. Obviously, the Metro doesn't care about people picking up stuff and not paying for it, so they go with the front page. Um, Brits feel the pinch. Pinch. Rise in shoplifting to survive. The cost of living is creating a new wave of first-time shoplifters. And before you get your hopes up thinking, oh, I know what I'm going to do this afternoon. How can we shoplift at a time when you never know when those shelves are going to be bare? All of that effort wearing a big hoodie. Get down the supermarket and find there's nothing in there want. Oh. A mum whose partner left her for a Ukrainian refugee that they welcomed into their home says that she's heartbroken. 28-year-old Lorna Garnett said that Tony, or the half, ended their 10-year relationship 10 days after Sophia moved in from the war-torn country to live with them. If this isn't being made into a daytime TV film, I don't know what it should be. Security guard Tony of Bradford, West Yorkshire, says he's fallen in love with the 22-year-old. I think these numbers are important. And he wants to spend the rest of his life with her. Sophia, from the western city of Lviv, admits that she fancied him as soon as she saw him, and now they are living out their very own love story. Her words, well. Look, there are many things about this story that I think are... (laughs) Intriguing. Intriguing is the nicer word. I was going to say interesting. No, because people people are being upset here. There's a woman who's upset because she's lost a relationship. There'll be people who'll be taking this story out of context. This is really is no commentary on what's happening in terms of housing refugees. This is scandalous just in terms of what these two have got up to. But the really important data, and we don't know it yet, is... What kind of an increase has there been on the website for applying to house refugees since this story broke? Because I get the feeling... Uh, you got the uh, got the old laptop there, love. I was looking through the paper and I think maybe we should open our arms after all. Just been planning out the rest of my day, so doing this radio show here till six, and then I've got to get to Paddington. And I looked at my phone. You know what that is, don't you? It's an Elizabeth Line trip. Romford to Paddington. Uh, these days you still have to change at uh, Liverpool Street or something, but still it'll be the Elizabeth line because they've just not chained it all up yet. But still, I'm going to get to do my first Lizzie line one. <gasps> How long until we start calling it Lizzie line? Because we do like alliteration, don't we? And well, do you know what? I do. I feel um, happy that it was the Queen who got to name, who got to open a train line named after her. Because in 1969, she opened the Victoria Line, which was just really rubbing it in her face, wasn't it? Just going like, oh, I'll tell you who's a good monarch. I'll tell you who we're going to name a, a train line after. She would have been going, oh, I named this Victoria. Oh. She's already got the sponge. 
But now we've got the Elizabeth. Actually, what other things are named after this Elizabeth? Because you got Victoria Sponge, Victoria Line, Victoria's Secrets. Those three things were named after. Were they named after? Did they take it in at the waist a bit, maybe. Paul in Northfleet says. The QE2 bridge in Dartford has to be an obvious one. It's mentioned every 30 minutes on time. That's true. That's named after Queen Elizabeth II. Is the QE2 the ship? The second one named after Queen Elizabeth I or the first one named after Queen Elizabeth II? I'm going to need a flow chart. This show gets confusing quickly, doesn't it? Monkeypox. It's the new phrase that you're hearing a lot in the news. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that if someone said to you, monkeypox you might have thought that would have been a period of time when the monks were in charge. You know, the, the monk epoch. If there were more than one of those, the monkey pox. But now it turns out it's a disease. I suppose maybe you always would have thought it was a disease because it ends in pox. Well, it depends how your brain works, doesn't it? But anyway, monkeypox, big worrying time for some, although we did hear an expert in the news say... The outbreak is important, we get it under control, but we're not likely to see anything on the scale of what we've seen with COVID-19 in this last two years. That's good. Because oh, the last two years were very difficult. Because I couldn't go out and gig during uh, the lockdowns. And now I'm not sure what we would have to do for the monkey... Avoid monkeys? Because... I mean, admittedly, you don't get many in the gigs. But still, if that monkey world down in Dorchester invited me, or Dorset, wherever it is, to invite me to go and do a gig, I'd take it. With these shoulders, I'd blend in. But So hopefully we're all, we're all safe. When it was the start of the coronavirus thing, I remember sitting on radio talking about how we all need to wash our hands for 20 seconds, the full length of singing Happy Birthday. For monkeypox, I guess we're saying, make sure you thoroughly wash your monkey. At least 20 seconds. Sing happy birthday to it or something. So there you go. Health advice. We are nothing if not a public service broadcaster. Because we're talking about two things. Things being named after the Queen and monkeypox. And it turns out monkeys are having more things named after them than our Queen. Monkeypox, monkey nuts, which is one of the places you need to check to see if you've got the pox. I might be on the wrong webpage. But we're also talking about things that have been named after the Queen. Why is it taking so long for a train line to be named after it? Uh, in 1969, our Queen opened the Victoria Line, and it just seems like it's rubbing it in, kind of like, oh, we're naming it after a different one, right? Well, Andrew from Raynham says, Afternoon, Steve. I believe that Coronation Chicken was created for Queen Elizabeth II. It was, but they didn't put a name on it, you know what I mean? And then the QE2 Bridge, but most call it the Dartford Crossing, as there's always problems at the bridge, and the Queen's had enough with her family, so she doesn't remind her that every day. Good point, well made. But Andrew also says, The Jubilee Line was to celebrate Queen Elizabeth II's Silver Jubilee. And I think that totally agrees with my point. Imagine, 1969, Queen Elizabeth II opens the Victoria Line. Yeah, and it's not always about you, you know what I mean? You don't mind your predecessors getting some fame. And then at some point, some posh person in the palace would have said, um, Mom, there are plans to have a, a tube name uh, named after you. What are you calling it? The Jubilee Line. Oh, because I'm the only monarch who's ever had a Jubilee. Oh, that makes big sense. So, no wonder she kicked off, and I totally agree with it. Finally, we've got the Elizabeth Line in there. there. Must be more things that were named after the Queen Elizabeth II. Any ideas? I mean, look, she's all over the stamps. That's good. Money, yes, but things named after her. 
And the front page of one of the tabloids today, Right Royal Roast, long to ray over us. It's a bit of a stretch, that one, isn't it? Um, 10 day, 25 degrees Celsius Jubilee heat wave starts this week. Britain is set for a sizzling Jubilee weekend. Now, I don't believe this, but I do like winding people up. And you know what? You know those, the kind of mindset that easily believes a conspiracy theory? This is for you. It's weird, isn't it? We always get good weather when there's some sort of royal event on. And I have noticed more planes. Have you seen those things off the back of planes? Do you think Do you think they control our weather? There you go. That'll keep them busy on Facebook, won't it? It's better that they're busy than spreading other information. Anyway. But we're talking about things named after the Queen. Because I'm going to be on the Elizabeth line today, on after the show. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like I'm part of history in, very, in a very small way. Of after the things that have been named after Queen Elizabeth II, Martin says, the rock band Queen. Feels like you're not taking it seriously, Martin. Uh, Caroline of uh, Welling says, Hello, Steve. Have you mentioned the QE Hospital at Woolwich? Open March 2001. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. So, so far, she's had the crossing at Dartford, but only the bridge bit, not the tunnel. The tunnel, not named after the bridge going over there, named after her, and a, ho- and a um, hospital. Both are places where you feel pretty sad if you have to spend ages there. So, Okay. Okay. Ted in Elm Park says, Afternoon, Steve. How come How comes no one said the two theatres? One knocked down. I mean, I think you might have answered your question right in the same sentence. Plus, we're pondering the monkeypox problem. An email from Darren Griffith. Darren says, Hey, Steve, I've found out how to tell if you have monkeypox rather than chickenpox. You have monkeypox if you rub the scabs and it makes you go, Ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah. What's the world coming to, Steve? Did I, did I hit that with the right intonation that you were hoping for? Something tells me maybe you expected a greater delivery. But no, actually, you wouldn't have expected a greater delivery. It's not your first time listening to this show, is it? Top civil servant Sue Gray. I can't believe we've not talked about Sue Gray yet on the show. Top civil servant Sue Gray was reportedly surprised when Boris Johnson was fined by police for going to his own birthday party in 2010. Not read the rest of that story, but it might be because she was just shocked he was invited. You get the kind of feeling there are some people who wouldn't necessarily invite to their own birthday party. Tracy, who says, Hi, Steve. It's been a while since I last requested. Um, Hope your little one is doing well. It's all right. I mean... At my age, and it's been a bit cold in here. You mean my kid, don't you? Okay, you mean my kid. Uh, yeah, he's fine. I walked into my office on Friday to hear you say something about monkeypox and a hairy back. That's why I love this station. Where else could you hear conversation like that? Brilliant. Anyways, I uh, hope this is very apt. Could, could I request Monkey George Michael? Yes, we'll get that. Give me one song, and then we'll get that on there as well. Uh, what else are we going to deal with? Oh, in the news, this needs to be addressed. Because we like to bring you alien-related stories. Not sure why this has become a theme. It's bizarre, isn't it? But when, if ever there is some alien news in the news, I want to bring it to you. Headline today, here's how we can find them. Global detector to spot aliens. Scientists reckon the best way to find ET is for our countries to throw up a satellite web around the world. They say global sensor coverage is the only way to discover if UFOs are real. Um, isn't that exactly what Elon Musk has done with his Starnet thing? Oh no, Elon Musk is in touch with aliens, isn't it? It makes sense now. 
No, it's just really annoying because they'll be saying like, take me to your leader. And they'll think he's the leader. He's not a leader. Just because he makes some money off PayPal and can knock up a car. But, uh. That's why he called his kid that word that's not even a word. It probably means something in Alpha Centaurian. Oh, unbelievable. So anyway, that's, I guess, what we're dealing with today. Looks like Elon Musk is our first contact person. I mean, I'm less worried about... You didn't see this gear change happening, did you? I'm less worried about aliens coming here. I'm more worried about them receiving radio signals, because this is how we broadcast, using electromagnetism. It goes off at speed light, they could hear it, and they might try and send a message back, and if they pick 107.5... I don't know why I keep worrying about this, because it's never happened, but if they did it, it would be staticky interference that would fade in and out, and then you'd suddenly hear an alien speaking, I guess, but maybe we don't need to worry about that with the... Earthlings, we have been monitoring your radio broadcast to learn about your species. I see your scientists are developing plans to save your bumblebees. Why are they not calling this a sting operation? Mm-hmm. And it fades in and out again for the, for the... We don't have to worry about it too much, but... But maybe keep your ears peeled just in case it happens, and I'll keep an eye on to see if there's any more uh, alien news as the week continues. This is a weird thing in the paper. I mean, look, there's a couple of stories to do with going out and having a good time, and maybe we put them together and make some sort of a link out of it, because apparently there's uh, an issue with the number of beer bottles. The UK could be facing bottled beer shortage. I mean, this is this is wartime, isn't it? This... This is like wartime situations, in as much as it might require the draft. Hey, Because that's like a type of beer and also when you can script people. So, you know, maybe we don't do that story, because that joke was not worth it. How about this one? Red tape should be cut for the Jubilee so that Brits can have a proper knees up. The levelling up secretary, Michael Gove, who does enjoy a good party. But, you know, have you seen him interviewed on the BBC when he was doing all the accents? the life and soul he knows how to be he knows how to purchase the, the life and soul of the party he said that we need to scrap some of the health and safety um, in letter to the councils michael gove said your residents should be made aware of all the support that's available no one should be put off by needless red tape yes so the the killjoys of some councils are banning bunting on lampposts and others are doing forcing background checks on the organizers Buntings and background checks. Get rid of those. It's a good idea until you find out that then the bunting strangler of old London towns turning up and then you'll regret it. Tracy requesting George Michael and Monkey. Thank you for picking it because you know you never know how it's going to go. Give it a couple of weeks. It might be massively inappropriate to play that song. We'll see, won't we? Uh, in the news today, a driver. Uh, t- oh, I mentioned this because I got one of the cars in for a service today. The old car that's... Well, it's got free road tax because it's such a small little tiddler. Um, that I thought, well, I'll get rid of it. So it's getting in for a service. And I'm nervous because it's going to have stuff done to it. But that means we're doing our special auto feature. Uh, in, in other words, I found a story about a car in the papers because I was thinking about cars. A driver who took a squeaky car to the garage for repairs found five kittens huddled under the bodywork. I know how she feels because I'm embarrassed by the, the level of litter in my car. I don't even know why we did it.
Just been looking at the news alert on my phone. Pictures have been released showing the Prime Minister drinking at a number 10 at Leaving Do during lockdown. I mean, is that... Is that a story from a year ago? Is that... I know that we overuse that phrase as in, like, these issues are baked in, but literally, uh, I could walk around the streets of Romford, show people that story, and try and make anyone shocked, and it wouldn't happen. Oh, well, there we go. It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, good to get you back on. What have you got for me this time? Tom Cruise has said he never takes a day off work. You know, I knew that Tom Cruise needed the money, really. Why? Well, because you said he was a little short. No, I meant the... Never mind. The Hollywood star says that he's living the dream when he's at work. So why would he take any time off? That's nice, though, isn't it? What's that thing they always say? If you do something that you love as an occupation, you'll never work a day in your life again. Is that what you did? Yeah, yeah, I love stand-up comedy. I picked that as a career. And now I hardly get any work, so it's close enough. Totally believe it. Uh, Listen, thank you for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. There's your podcast done for the day. You can go about your whatever you've got planned. Maybe floss and then go and enjoy life. That's what I'll be doing. Um, so all you need to do uh, for, to make this happen again is to subscribe wherever you found this podcast. Let's get involved. You can also track me down on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen. That's the same username for all of them. their social networky things. And we'll do more of these for the future. Details of how things change still to come. But until next time, bye.